Welcome along, folks. Next episode of Tune the Cud. And today we're going to look back at the uh, afternoon football lesson we got against Man City. And uh, we we'll look ahead to uh, next Sunday's match away to Brentford. Uh, we'll chat to Michaela later on as well. We missed her last week, but she'll give us an update on the women's side of things as well. A couple of good wins in there, badly needed as well. So, uh, just the three of us today, myself, Collie and Rich. Afternoon, gents. Hey, boys. How are you? Hey, Joe. How's things? <coughs> all good, all good. Um, start with you, Carl. We kind of didn't expect much going into the City game. Because uh, like we, we just know, like City are just an absolute machine, um, and then coupled with the injury list, like we weren't really expecting. But it was, it was really, really was men against boys. Yeah, that's that's a bit of an understatement, Joe. But um, I think Chris said on um, one of the first podcasts we've done of this season, games against City and the games that we're going to be kind of viewed upon, you know. Um, mm. It's, it's awful. I hate saying, you know, we're never, we're never going to get anything there, but they're just a step above most teams in, in the league, Joe. You know, the kind of way there's only one or two other two teams to be on the same par as them. But for me, I don't mind losing, Joe, but put some sort of effort maybe in. Or there's just, I don't know. It, it was an awful, awful watching. Well, like City are a class side and you only have to look at that first goal for that, and, and the ball that came in, you know, mm. like that. That's a that's a special goal. That, but he didn't really have much, did he? He didn't. He didn't put up much. And you look at, and I, I know, you know, injuries even before the game uh, started, and then obviously Gray picked up a an injury, uh, kind of early on in the game, and he would have been a probably a, a main outlet uh, to counter attack, given his pace and speed, but. Obviously, that went against the wall, and then we brought on a player, allegedly a player called Ibobi, and I don't know whether that chap is, I don't know, he lives in his flip-flops, or I just, I used to defend him, Joe, I just, I just, I just can't defend the chap anymore, I thought he was dreadful, I, I, he's a, a shell of a player, uh, I know you're not as big as fan, I get that, but my God, the, the, the chap just can't, it's almost as if we're a player down, Joe. When he's mm. on the pitch for us, and that's an awful thing to say. Um, so we, we were back to the wall straight away. And look, uh, Tom texted me, men versus boys, and he's right. And it was, it was, it was literally men versus boys. And it's, it's, a, it's very bleak at the moment, Joe, being an Evans supporter. We're just looking for any chink of light that you know we'll, we'll, we'll get our hopes up. But given the run of games that's coming up, <clears throat> that chink of light is, is, is still somewhere to be found, but uh. No, it was a pretty poor display. Um, I think City, if they needed to, could have stepped up a couple of gears, but obviously they didn't need to, you know. And uh, they were looking, uh, they were concentrating on this week's Champions League, League football. So he was able to throw on a young lad, and he had eighty-seven on the back of his jersey. So that only indicates the wealth and 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 the just the, the stock of players that they have. And, and the young lad came on, and I thought I was looking at, you know. Sterling are, are uh, you know they're just they've a fantastic club and it just goes to show you what properly spent money can do and properly built academies can do Joe you know yeah it's, I think we knew we knew beforehand Rich that like, not that we weren't going to get on the other but it's just the way like it was just a lesson it was just a lesson I mean a couple of stats here 
like City, 77% possession. Uh, it, the thing that kills me is the completed passes. Everton, 172. City, 807. Uh, you know, I mean, that's... It says it all there. Yeah, it tells a story in itself. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, they were in complete cruise control throughout it. You know, you said, I think you said 77. We had only 20% in the first half. Like, it was that, it was, I won't say it was that bad, you know, that, that, that we weren't able to string any bit of passes together at all. And we just kept putting ourselves under pressure anytime we got it back. You know, within a couple of minutes, kind of, we'd, I'm saying a chance, but we had a break kind of straight from the kickoff, and then they they kind of broke down the other side, and from that moment on, it was just kind of continuous pressure. But we did ourselves no favors, and that's the kind of frustrating thing about it. Like all you know, you just look for a bit. You want a bit of composure. You want people to be brave. You want to you want them to be um, to be dedicated to it. And we were nothing of the sort, you know. So we allowed them then to, to just play around us. You know, we stood off. We and and stood off well off them. So you're not even getting in their face to to put in a tackle, to make it difficult, to maybe nick it so that we can go on a break. You're just allowing them the space of the park to, to, to do what they want and to make them, yes, they are a fantastic side, but to make them look as, you know, if you get among them and try to make it difficult. And I just, it was disappointing that we didn't do that. And it just, it stunk that the confidence was completely drained out of it, you know, and we hung in there for however long. But to be honest, the game was, the white flags were up kind of as soon as Demary Gray went off, mm. you know couple of chances, kind of half chances on the break where, again, wrong decisions. Again, Collie mentioned the Wobi kind of that, ch- that that one for against, he was ahead of Kyle Walker and just made the complete, you know, just didn't have the balls to kind of to go at it. Yeah. You know, cut, cut across and have a crack at goal and t- ended up turning back and they went across, you know. Yeah, you, you've got to be brave in these situations against the likes of City because you're not going to get too many chances. So I, I was really disgusted with it just because you know, I suppose it's more of what we looked at and we saw how Palace went about getting a result there and y- you want to learn from these things, you know, mm. and say, right, get among them, kind of do this and try try to make it difficult for them, try to win it back in good areas. We did nothing of the sort and we just, you know, handy tree, handy day out for City in the end of the day. Yeah, it was. The, the, thing, like the injury, Collie, as well, like, I know you said it, not not changed the game, but like it, it took took everything out of our sales because, like, uh, Gray, no, Chris is kind of saying he, he's not the player he was at start, but well, his pace, his pace like gets gets him into positions where like Wobby has like zero pace. So when he went off, like we were literally sitting back on our heels. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with Chris that look, <clears throat> we're not naive enough to think that Gray could have kept up his his you know start of the season uh, performance, let's say. Or, Throughout the whole season, but he he will always give us that pace, that that speed, that that you know, get in around the back, you know, that elements of we can get them, we can get our team back up further up the pitch. And I was I would think then he he was as a supporter all to Richie, but obviously once he went off and and Awobi came on, and it wasn't just that incident with with Awobi running and having to turn back on himself. There was, there was other couple of incidents where like five five metre pass or whatever the case would be and he, he kicks it to a Man City player it's just I just think he, he, again I'm not just singling out a Wobby here Joe because you talk well, about the teams I, I, I get hammered by people on on the Facebook and everything oh, you're doing up with slag of Wobby 
Listen, if listen, if any player is shit, I'll call him shit. If Wobby is good, which he has been like flickers of you know last season, couple he's a couple of run a couple of good games, he'll get credit where it's due. But the chap is just a shocking, shocking footballer. Yeah, he he's he certainly. I don't know what he was like at Arsenal. You know, I think you you may have one or two connections for Arsenal, Joe. But you know, the impression I got when we signed him was that they were happy enough to get rid of him. Rid of him as one or two supporters said that they'd actually drive him to Goodison Park. Um, but look, it wasn't only a Wogie Joe. Tom Luther King no, exactly. as well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Keane is just literally a shell of himself that he was. 12 months ago whether it's a different style of play I just don't know but he does, he seems to be a nervous wreck um, I think he can only play alongside Mina which there's a whole uh, another podcast in itself Joe to be honest with you um, Godfrey unfortunately he doesn't seem to have recovered to the standard as he was last year I think Dania has had a really poor season but I don't know whether that's because he's being asked to play slightly different than he was last season that we're not seeing the, the, you know Seamus is Seamus and then you go into midfield Joe Alan, I think he needs legs beside him Joe I really do um, Delph as much as I don't like Delph you know he's the experienced head in there but you've no legs you've no decorate legs in there Joe and I think I put up on our own uh, group chat to you today just how much we miss that athleticism in, in, in the middle of the park you know the Quinway and um, if if only one of the players could come back it would be Takari for me to be honest like if we get him back sooner than the rest of them because I think we'd see a huge difference then but at the moment we're just running four gear I think the clutch is broken on the car because we're not getting into second mm, yeah we're, we're struggling just, just uh, again I, I don't I, I generally don't like uh, slating players but some things had to be said. I thought Michael Kane was absolutely abysmal. As much as City were good and kind of ahead of us, he was he was just all over the place at the back. I mean, you see, he's trying to he's telling players to keep a line, keep a line, keep it tight, and like he, he he's just sitting back, like he's 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 the he's the weak link in that that defensive line. Yeah, look, I'm I'm not Michael Keane's greatest fan by any means, but. Poor chap must have nightmares of the idiot from the last couple of months, like from oh. you know. But I suppose we've been through it before, and it just seems to be consistency with him. Like for me, it's just not there again. Whether it's the style of team that he's defending against, you know, City kind of playing intricate passes around it, and he's he just doesn't have the mobility for that mm. type of stuff, you know. He he excelled playing with Burnley, where he's kind of defending balls in or whatever, but. For me, he's just not just just not capable, and hasn't just doesn't have that leadership qualities about him, you know, um, that you'd expect for a fella that's been around for a while now should be in the in, in his peak years, and he hasn't really kicked on to the level that you want, and it just seems to be so frail with errors, and you know, kind of whether it's a fear factor of players that he's coming up against, I'm, I'm not really sure, but I mean, yeah, his performance on Sunday was, you know. The, really, really bad again. And he's he's had several this season where he's been really poor and, and again, those individual errors. But without Mina kind of behind him, you know, Paul gets suspended. You're looking at Jared Brantwaite and you say, right, you know, he, he's nearly been an ever-present this season, despite all the, all, all, all the miscomings. And I think that just kind of shows where we are, that 
he hasn't left him out for whatever reason that we don't have a capable backup and you know that in itself is kind of inexcusable but um you know I suppose we've they were for me they were pretty much all really really poor and I thought Townsend was the only one who kind of dug in and 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 tried to I won't say bring the fight but he made a battle of it and you just got to give some bit of credit for him because you can imagine being out there on your own and I, I fell for him because you could see that there was effort from him at least, and that's the, and that's the minimum requirement. Yeah, just, yeah. just to just to give him a little bit of a shout because for me everyone else was so bad. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I have a written down here. He he was those those one. It was late on, Cully. It was two 0 and like like he made it. He made a run. Kind of got in behind the defender, uh, turned in, and there was no one there. There was like no one there, and you could just see him not throwing his hands up in the air, but just saying. What the fuck, lads? No, come on. Somebody help me out here. So, like that, I felt sorry for him because he, like, he was probably the only one to put a bit of a decent effort in. But, um, uh, oh, just... I thought Gordon done all right, Joe. I thought he was a bit yeah. busy, you know, the kind of way. And, and, you know, kudos to the lad, you know, the kind of way. I think he's up for the fight and I think he wears the, the jersey with pride, obviously being a local lad and, and, and Evertonian through, through his life. And obviously, it, yeah, I'm sure it's a dream to play for his his his, his hometown club as such. And I thought he'd done okay, um, but unfortunately, just just two little players that we can mention that done okay against City. Um, it, it's it was it was a bad day. Look, we weren't expecting anything. I think we all went for defeats last week, but it was a bad day at the office. We just I just hope that we can somehow. Come up with some sort of plan to bounce back on Sunday against Brentford. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get into the kind of actually before we get into the goals, uh, that was never a Penrich. Uh, I, don't, I don't know why he looked at it about fifty times. It was never, never a penalty. No, it, it it wasn't. But I suppose from behind, you know, that first angle that we saw, it did look kind of like like he came across him. But um, mm. you know, to, to send him to the screen, it should have been just a case that there wasn't even contact and. It, for me, it was outside as well. So it was, it, you know what? It wasn't, but it was good to see that justification was done in the back of last week and that they followed this, a similar protocol. And if that's the way, at, at least it's shown some bit of consistency, you know. Yeah. But which, the, but I mean, I, are, I, I straw is trying to say that they, they're not having the balls to, to, to make the call, but at least that they, they gave the ball back to us. It wasn't a free kick and it was just a, that they made a mistake on on the call, you know. But the whole so Sterling that had been booked? I was just going to say the whole ironic thing Sorry, is Jack. a couple of things. Sterling sort of been booked, and the main irony is that the the VAR official was Chris Cadnett who, who didn't give the <laughs> against sports. So it, it just listen, VAR is VAR is just a shit show. So it's just getting worse and worse every week. But I don't see how he could even look at that five or six times, Cully. Like it was never a pen, never touched him with his feet. Uh, and, and probably had a hand on his arm or something. That was it. Yeah, but look, Sterling's not the only one, Joe. Charles will do it as well. Any sort of pressure they feel, mm. they'll, they'll go down and, and hope for the best, you know, look in a way. Yeah, um, it wasn't a penalty, but if VAR wasn't there, it would have been given, you know, look in a way. So, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. From that point of view, but yeah, look, all, all, all forwards would do that. Do you feel any sort of pressure on them to, to go down? But uh, we're lucky to get away with one and uh, that one, Joe. But you know, leading on to the first goal, what a sublime ball! In. 
Yeah, and honestly, yeah, 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 it really was. There's just as much criticism as you can give. The team in general, and obviously, I've already spoken about Michael Keane. I don't think any defenders, most defenders in the Premiership, wouldn't have been able to defend against that ball. You know, it was just, it was football. You know, and 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 the City side are a really, really good side. Joe, I still don't think they'll win the league. I think Chelsea will win it personally, but um, mm. City are a, are a, are a really, really good side, and and. and you know, he'll only add to that as well come January and, and I'm sure into the summer. And, you know, the, 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 the scariest thing for me, they don't actually have a recognised striker, Joe. Or, but no, you know, this false pro. nine. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, but like you can understand the calls for, you know, these Super Leagues and all that, where you have teams that are just, you know, steamrolling other teams in, in leagues throughout Europe, you know, the kind of, you know, it wouldn't be for the Super League, don't get me wrong, but you can understand the call from these clubs because uh, was that game really a competition for them, City, at, at the weekend? I suppose that's up to listeners to, to decide themselves. No, that's, that's, listen, that's what the Champions League is for. I don't see the need for another league, but that's, again, that's another no, day. Yeah. Uh, just to uh, like I said when that first goal went in Rich I tell you when I watch it sometimes you just have to hold your hand up and say what a what a piece of class I mean the ball in outside the foot around Michael Keane and then just bang it's just sometimes like I said sometimes you just have to say what a goal piece of class yeah I mean fantastic to watch I mean if you're from our point of view you, you just want to get closer to him faster don't allow him time on the ball, you know, and 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 be rushing out to, to to get in front and to stop. Don't allow him to the time to put that ball in like that. But look, hats off to the chap. It was, it was fantastic to watch, you know. It just happened to be against us, you know, and even <laughs> even the skill from Sterling to take it on the volley as well was just was was just class as well. But um, yeah, I, I felt a couple of times, you know, that we were just too slow getting out there. I remember a couple of times. I think it was. Was it earlier this season, or whatever? That you're just saying, just get up there and just stop, yeah. stop the shot, whatever it is, you know. And it's the same thing again. The second one as well, you know. I think Delph went out and turned his arse to it, you know. And you just want, you just want fellas to go and stand up to it. But I, no, I think no matter how, yes, they're going to get their goals, you know. I suppose they're just relentless and it's not a case oh yeah we'll put in a couple of crosses when they're playing around like that that they get so many breaks and so many different things that a couple of them are going to come off throughout the day so it's really hard to kind of say we could, we could have done this and, but for me it was the timing you know you just want to get in at you just want to get in at half time and kind of reset again and stuff you know but we had we just gave it away just before the first goal and it's little things like that are the, fr- the frustrating point, points about it because class like that you just you know you there's nothing you can do, really. Yeah, yeah. It's just, just like I said, you just have to hold the hand up when you see something with that. And after the second goal, Colin, as as great a strike as it was, a couple of little mistakes from us, I thought. I mean, Alan, first of all, that ball should have been hoofed down to the halfway line. And then, like Richie said, Dev goes in with a, like a under-eight tackle. I've never seen an arse make a tackle in my life, so I don't see how we can do that. So... And then it's a great strike. Like I mean, it's just a, one of these. Don't think he'll ever score a goal like that again. To be honest, but uh, yeah. I just, I, I just felt a bit as great a goal as it was, and the strike and everything. Just thought it was a bit disappointing from their point of view. 
Or another worst show a typical Everton against though. <laughs> you know. This team seemed to score one goals against us Nini, on a weekly basis now, Joe. Mm. But uh, no, it was uh, yeah, I, 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 I very little to add to what you just said. I thought Alan was poor and, and obviously uh, Delph was, was poor again, but I'm, I'm not Delph's biggest fan, so um what what can you say? It was a great strike, but will he do it again? I doubt that. Yeah. Oh. Kind of game was finished by then, Carl. You know, I mean, second half, like we, we literally it was damage limitation. I mean, just keep the score down. That's really the way it looked the second half because we never came out at them at all. No, I mean we held we held the ball a little bit a bit more in and kind of at the start of the second half, tried to be a little bit braver and tried to pass out a small bit so that we weren't just giving it back to them. But, I mean, we had no shot at goal or no shot on target in the second half anyway. So, mm. I mean, you, you wonder, like, where's the threat coming from? But I think once Gray went off to that kind of attack and threat, it was going to be something kind of calamitous on their behalf or, you know, maybe a free kick or something like that. But, I mean, apart from that towns and effort from a free kick at the end of the first half, that's the only attempt that we had on target, you know. Mm. So, so really poor kind of throughout. But... You, you think the second half you come out and you have a goal, but I think that's kind of the or one of the disappointing things is that you just kind of the players look like they want it out. Just get us out of here, get yeah. this over as quick. White flag was up. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, it, it's all well and good for us. Oh, I'm sick of watching this, you know. But these boys are getting handily paid, like to go out there and to and to put in a shift and to you know, again. Mm full army of away fans there and they all had to leave kind of before the end of it from looking at that and that's disappointing you know you just want to say go have a go put in an effort and kind of you don't expect much but you expect to you expect to nothing less than it than effort and I don't even think that we got kind of enough on that on, on that front for me yeah yeah that's that's a disappointing thing as well Carly just to, we said it time and time and time again to, the lack of effort I know it's listen we know it's Man City in there one of the best, if not the best team in the league when they're under under day, but just just have a goal. That's that's all you want. Just have a goal. That's... Do you ever think we'll see a day, Joe, that we go to the Luton Man City and say, I mean, we can really put it up to this? Because at the moment, I don't. What should we do? Like, under, I know, I'm not I know. going back under Moyes. I mean, we, we won there two years in the bounce. Yeah, I, mean, it, I know City were only at the start of our, yeah, they were only at the start of their project, but... Uh, we, we mentioned it earlier on, Joe. Yeah. You know, Gordon, Gordon, Townsend, at least they, they, they gave us back something, you know, that mm. kind of way. They gave the fans back something. But, you know, a lot of them are then, I believe, walked straight off down the tunnel after the game. Only one or two of the players went over yeah. uh, to applaud it, which that's that's bad, Joe, as well. Like, you know, that kind of way, these the, uh, supporters making their way down. I know it's not the longest of journeys, but they're still going out. On a Sunday morning down to Manchester, you know, get up early and whatever. But um, just there just seems to be a bit of a disconnect, and let's hope we can sort that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said before, there's, there's a little gap there going between the uh, team and the fans. I just hope it's nipped in the bud uh, soon because one thing you don't want to do is lose the fans. Um, because that's that's when when that happens, that's it's, it's that's the end. It's just the end. Uh, just one little green light, Rich. Um, uh, Anyango made his Premier League debut. So he's a chap. He's like something out of Harlem Globetrotters. He's absolutely <laughs> massive. But, uh, yeah, good to see. Like, you'd get a chance. 
yeah, yeah, great, great to see you. And and as you said, probably the shining light of the day was to see something like that happen, um, mm-hmm. especially coming back from a from a, a bad knock not not that long ago. So to to come on and to and to get a couple of minutes, it is great, and it's what we need to see. You know, you need to see more coming through just to give us basically that's that's where you can make massive profits kind of in the window that will make sure that we're not in the sort of hole that we're in now going forward mm-hmm. is bringing through these sort of players these sort of players that, that aren't costing us anything but um, from a from a point of view for himself I think I think it's great you know um, by all accounts you know has has all the attributes to, to go on and to kick on and if you said look at the size of him kind of Fellaini like figure in the middle has the hair to go mm. with it the whole lot so you, <laughs> you, you know you, you just want him to see us but look we finished up with a midfield of himself and, and Andrus Townsend in the middle, you know. So we're that light on bodies there at the minute that there's no reason why he can't get more minutes in the, in, in the coming weeks, you know. Hopefully we'll be getting kind of starters back and we'll start to improve, you know. But I think it'll be a lot easier for him to come into a, a competing team, you know, a team that's doing well as opposed to a team that's chasing and a team that's getting chastised from, from, from the stands, you know. And I think the same with Gordon, you know, that we don't want to be hanging our hat on Anthony Gordon to say, you know, you're our light and shining armour because we're so bad at the minute that, you know, he's still a young guy and he still has to develop a bit and we just have to kind of have a bit of patience with it. But yeah, no, on Anyango, great to see. So hopefully he gets more minutes for me anyway. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Well, this will roll into the that'll go on to the Brentford game, Colly. Um, but you now what? Especially with Gray out and Richardson suspended, we're literally, literally down to the bare bones now. I mean, it's it's just scary to be honest. So I, I don't see uh, why the likes of Anango, Sims, maybe Dobbin can can get a run out now on Sunday because I'd, I'd rather give them a, a run out Sunday than throw them into a derby. Yeah, just before the pod today, I just read a few articles online and, and Unsworth has come out and said about Brantwaite and Sims that they're now regarded as first-team players rather than 23s. I know they dropped down, I think, the other evening, but I think that was just literally to get them ball, ball time. Um, like, Benitez came out, I think, on Monday and he spoke about Rondon's fitness and how it's improved greatly and he expects to be given him more time over the next four or five weeks. So does that lead you to believe that he's possibly starting against Brentford? I, I actually think I'd prefer Sims in there, Joe. Mm. Um, purely from the point of view, I just think he'll give us a bit more than Rondon does. Um, unfortunately, it looks as if you'd have a Wobi playing as well. Um, it's the middle of the park on Yango. That, that lad came on last year and as Richie rightly said he got an awful injury in a in a cup game against Man City mm. and he was out for I think it was eight or nine months he was out for but there was huge huge uh, talk about him before he, he got the bad injury so hopefully he's back to that level and, and he can give us something Joe because um, from all accounts and from what I read about him he, he's quite a, 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 well we all know the height of him um, but he can get, get himself around the pitch he, he moves quite well around the pitch so you know, it could be an ideal game against Brentford uh, to bring him into it, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I just, I just, I have a feeling he'll start Rondon, Joe, which, you know, they, they've also given Sims a three-year deal. Just give the lad a chance. And look, if he isn't down it, withdraw him after 60 and let Rondon do the final 30, you know, instead yeah. of doing the other way around. That's that's what I would do personally, Joe, anyway. Yeah, that's, that's my thinking as well. I mean, Sims, I know, 
uh, he he's come back from an injury as well, Richie. But I mean, he just can't be any worse than Rondon. He just he just can't. Yeah, if I never saw Rondon in Everton jersey again, it'd be too soon to be <laughs> honest. To be honest, like it, it, he's he's given nothing to to us anyway, you know. And we can go, we can only go on what on what we've seen, you know. He's just not the player that he was kind of before. Mm. So if Sims isn't going to get a crack, you, you kind of wonder when, when will he, if he's not going to get it now. Um, and it's just pace, you know, so he's going to be kind of, they're going to play with three at the back. He'd probably be up front on his own. So you're going to need legs kind of up around it to try to get across and to occupy him and stuff. And Rondon just isn't going to do it. He'll sit in and expect us to kind of go along and basically it's not going to stick. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, Brentford are, it's it's going to be tough, you know, that they can they can mix it up as well. You know, they play a bit of ball when they need to. They can be direct when they need to, but they won't allow us time to settle either. You know, they'll get in our faces and make it difficult. And basically that's, you know, unless we're given the time of day, we don't seem to be able to, 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 to find a five-yard pass, you know, not to mind do it under pressure. So it's going to be really difficult, especially there. They, f- they fill, the, fill the ground. It'll be noisy, you know. It's hard to be, hard to be overly confident with basically what we're going down to unless we get some good news later on, later on the week in the press conference. Yeah, yeah, that's I know we're, do, we're doing this early in the week so there's no uh, team news whatsoever, Colly, but uh, oh yeah, I haven't watched much of Brentford to be honest, but I, I did watch the very first game. Uh, Arsenal. The first match, yeah, the first Arsenal, match of the yeah. season they played and my God, they, they, similar to uh, Crystal Palace ground, the small, tight ground but it was hopping. So, like, it's going to be a, it's going to be a noisy atmosphere and we Listen, we just have to step up. We just have to show a pair of balls, every one of them. Yeah, we do. Um, are the players ready to do that or make that step, Joe? I really hope they are. Um, I fear for the game on Sunday. I, w- I watched the, the match today, highlights of uh, them versus Villa. And I think if it wasn't... Newcastle. CMG, was it Newcastle or Villa? Yeah, Newcastle. It was 3-0, wasn't it? Oh, apologies, Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they have a lot of pace about him, Joe, and that's that Tony. Tony fell. He's he's lightning. He, yeah, he is, but he's also a bit of a a, a damn buster as well, Joe. He, he doesn't streak uh, from any tackles, you know, quite mm. like that. And then he's up against Michael Keane, and and like we've already been proved that you know defending corners and free kicks hasn't been a forte this year, so. I genuinely do worry about the game on on, uh, on Sunday. I think it'll be a tight game. I don't think it'll be uh, a fluid game, so probably not one for the neutrals uh, out there. But um, I, I, I am worried about the game, I have to say, because uh, I, I just think you know, what you said there, Joe, about the ground and the crowd being up for it. And, you know, they have pace throughout the the, uh, the 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 team, you know, and that's that's what really worries me because we've known whatsoever. Um, I am worried, I have to say. Yeah, the thing, another player as well in the next leads, by Pontus Janssen, he's a centre half. This chap's an absolute animal. <laughs> I can see, <laughs> I can see him being sent off. To be honest, because he's a nutcase. Or really? uh, oh, he's 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 just a loony. He's he's just a no no loony. Oh uh, yeah, Tony. I'm uh, uh, just not looking forward to that. Tony against Michael Kane. He, he just tear him to shreds. He, he yeah. reminds me of uh, Watkins, Ollie Watkins. I have to say, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's done well. A couple of goals again on Saturday. So I mean, he's he's going to be confidence is going to be up with him, and he'll fancy himself against our centre halves. You know, make no bones about it. 
Um, the worrying thing for me is, you, you know, I suppose look, looking back at kind of some of some of Brentford's previous results, and they they're involved in open games, you know, so that they love to attack and they'll keep coming at us. And I just, mm. you know, teams like that that if they get ahead against us, that we can just collapse, you know. And that you, you kind of wonder going on our, our last couple of games as well is where, where do our goals come from? You know, that's the thing. Yeah, you know, Gray Gray is out. Townsend is kind of dried up a bit. You've no Richie. I don't, I don't know where you 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 were expecting to get goals from. So if we concede mm-hmm. kind of early on, you're saying, Jesus, we could be in trouble here. But you just hope that you go out and you kind of stamp a bit of authority on it. And again, you say you look for that reaction, possibly something similar to what we got against Spurs, and just kind of maybe take control of the game a little bit and get ahead. You know, mm-hmm. and take the, and take the sting out of their crowd, and try to do the complete opposite of what we're saying. But I mean, we're going on hope more than basically anything that we've been given in the last couple of weeks. You know, the mm. thing is, Carl, this is um, I don't mean to be doom and gloom, but this is kind of a, a must-win game, especially given the fixtures coming up now in the next few weeks, because uh, we just need to get points from somewhere. Yeah, it is. Like, let's call it spade a spade, Joe. It's a six-pointer at the moment because mm. how many points are we off the bottom three now? Oh, I haven't got the same point. Probably five, six, maybe. Yeah, and as you rightly said, we, we, we've, uh, well, we, the, the, the fixture game's coming up. Now, Benitez has come out and said that he expects to see a massive view to, upturn in, in the second half of the season because the work that he's been putting in will, will pay... Uh, Dividends, but it's it's results that matter, Joe. You know, look anyway, and look, people people are don't like them, people do like them, but regardless of what way you feel about them, we, we can't continue to chop and change. So we, we have to get behind them, and, and but we definitely need points on the board. And, and yeah, I think you said two or three podcasts ago, Joe, you just couldn't see where our next points are coming from. And I, I have to mm. say, I'm in the same vein as you have, you know. If we don't get anything on Sunday, uh, it'll be a, quite a hostile environment, I would suggest, next Wednesday night, which I'm looking forward to be forced there again. I think it's going to be, even if we win 10 nil on uh, Sunday, it's going to be it's going to be white hot now next Wednesday. And like I said, I look forward, four of us are going over. So uh, we, we'll try and uh, do a few bits of recording when we're over there. We'll try, <laughs> try and keep the language to a minimum. But... Uh, yeah, yeah, so, um, like Rich, we, we just need a win on Sunday, just changes everything around. A draw would, not that it would be a disaster, but if, if we lose Sunday, I mean, it's going to be horrific. Yeah, if we if we lose, we're in, we are in big trouble with the with the rest of the, the kind of games coming up kind of through, the, through December. And right now we're... No win in six, one win in nine, and that was against Norwich when they were basically pointless at the bottom of the table. So mm. Um, mm. things aren't looking good, you know. When you look at the bigger picture, this isn't just a, a short run. But Brentford are no win in their last five either. So possibly getting them at a good at, at a good time as well. And you know, if you're looking for someone to turn it around against, you know, you said that these newly promoted teams that they come up and they'll have a bit of a bounce when they come up and they'll have that energy and mm. you know that coming into Kind of runs the games now that possibly it's starting that 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 energy is gone and or not gone but it's fading so maybe we can get them at a good time and use it as a springboard for us to kick on and to get a bit of confidence before Wednesday before the 
Chelsea's before Leicester that we have kind of around the corner as well. So I'm trying to trying to be positive here. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you have to, I know it's, it's it's just like I said. I, I don't, just move fairly, Rich. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to be. I don't want to be doom and gloom every report. Like it's just we just don't need want to be later. No, it's just a yeah. thing. You have to kind of keep it real. Don't I mean? Like I said, there with no win in six, and it's two points from possibly a and it's just it's kind of relegation form lads but let's not let's not do that come on okay we're going to uh, predictions colleague start with you uh, 2-1 Brentford 2-1 to Brentford yeah okay see you folks bye <laughs> <laughs> 2-1 Brentford colleague okay Rich um, I think we need to get a result so I'm going to give us a result I just think that we have to I'm going to go 1-0 1-0 Everton yeah I, I'm, I'm similar. I think we just like twin. Uh, like, there's a whole range of things. Uh, injuries, suspensions, zero zero conference. So I'm just going to go for a, uh, a horrible scabby one there. Win, just get in, get the win, and get out. And we, we just need. I think we just need to win. This is a really, really must win game for me. Uh, I think Chris went for two one to Everton as well. Didn't Chris, Chris went for two one to Everton. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, I just as much as I'm looking forward to uh, going over next week and all that derby build up in tides, I'm just really not looking forward to the game. So I think if we if we get a win here, we'll kinda take the not take the pressure off, but it'll just give us that little gap between because the teams below us, Collie, are just picking up points all over the place. So there's Norwich, two wins on the bounce. And at this stage now, I'm just looking for three worst teams yeah you're finding it hard to find them Joe I'd say um, mm. look we, we just have to we just have to believe that when players start to filter back in and, and you know players return that we have a bounce then Joe you know the kind of way but setting aside the whole football thing and certain questions need to be asked Joe the likes of Nina let's say um I think we already discussed this. Should should Mina be allowed to go away on international duty? Because if he's out down for, you know, can't be I know stopped, I know you really? can't stop. I know you can't stop players yeah. going, but I, 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 it's very I, frustrating, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't go down that road because uh, listen, to play to our country moment. is probably one of the biggest accolades oh, any player course, can have. Yeah. I mean, similar people have the same about James. Okay. James yeah. wants to keep playing for Ireland. Like you can't stop. Uh, Players going away, playing for the country. It's just, like I said, it's the pinnacle of a player's career to play for the country. But uh, Could you, could you every, negotiate down on, on, to the countries that he plays X amount of minutes? Like no, he played three 90-minute games. Yeah, but you can't do that, I don't call Maybe for a couple of friendlies. Well, not for... Uh, yeah, I suppose, yeah. yeah. And he actually played well. And he played two games, Uruguay and I think it was Argentina. I kept kept the, the two lads quiet. Suarez in his pocket, mm. Messi a sniff. So he actually played well. Just just come back and I suppose it's just like, an element of frustration, Joe. You know, you, you, that's what it is. Like the chap is just like you don't get any run again. And he's been he he was playing so so well. Yeah, he was. Yeah. he went away, yeah. and he just chap is just made a porridge. I just don't know what is going on with him. He's I don't know. Just so so frustrating that we can't get a run at 10, 12 games with him. Because obviously again there's a player in there, but he's just 
injured all the time, so I don't know. Would you renew the contract? There's there's one there now. There's no other options there, is there? He's well, well, paid well, 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 money, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. They, not they, going, he's sitting on the, he's sitting on the line. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Are they yeah. taking offer? If an offer comes in in January, they take the offer. I I know one of these. I know one of these fellas that uh, like you, you're kind of yeah. Selling one of your best, but I know just kind of. Mm. I don't. Ironic after just saying these things all the time, but doing it in January, I think like. You're depleting the team. It's depleting as we are already. I just, I just don't get selling players in January. I just, I don't agree with it. But uh, I just think that with his contract, if he was to go into the final twelve months, obviously you're getting yeah. a lesser fee. No, I'm not saying I'm not advocating to sell him, but no, yeah, it, it's mean, it, yeah. it's it's a question that a lot of supporters seem to be asking themselves: Should we mm. renew, uh, twist, and you know, increase his wage by a very minimal amount? And time yeah. down for another he's three years, whatever. He's not going to get the money he's on with us anywhere else. I don't. No, no, exactly, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. Absolutely yeah, but not. I, th- I think that's again. I think that's something that should be looked at in the summer rather than January because, like, we're we're down to the bare bones anyway, and we're not going to be spending big money in January. So I don't, I don't see why we should sell one of our best players just to get a wage off the bill in January. Don't get me wrong. If it comes to summer and things change, then maybe do it. But. Uh, Unless it's I, I don't know. <laughs> someone else. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Or yeah. mm. swap swap the name with someone else. But um yeah. Anyway, listen, as we leave that there. Um talk to us next week. I, I yeah. think look forward to next week. Really, really look forward to next week. Uh the trip and everything. Well, obviously it's my, it's my first derby ever. Ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I for me, I'm very similar to yourself. I just want to embrace the whole day itself. Mm. And then look, whatever happens in the match happens in the match. But for, yeah, for me, it's yeah. it's. I'm looking forward to that. You know, just make, make the most of the build up. Guys, just kind of listen. I hope I'm uh, absolutely like I say every week. I just hope I'm totally wrong, but I think it's going to be an absolute carnage. Great day, great day out. Ah, great yeah. day out. Yeah, yeah. And then stop the quarter past. Yeah, quarter past. Quarter past. Quarter past eight and half ten. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just before <laughs> to go, colleagues, just want to say well done on your skinny dip there a couple of weeks ago. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look, great, yeah, look very, very cold. I've seen a couple of clips there. Uh, Seven hundred last job, brave. Oh, that's it looked absolutely bald. Eric, Eric Lawler was actually right beside me as we're getting into the sea. He had the camera on him. I said, "Ah, here." Eric yeah, I seen, I seen this video. It was very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it was brilliant, Joe. And uh, you know, I, I done the darkness into light and. The first mm. time I done that, it was the very same feeling I got when when as I was entering into the water. Um, it was just a fantastic feeling just to be involved in something like that, you know. And some of the guys I spoke to there on the day, one lad was had testicular cancer, twenty four, job had to get his, one of his testicles removed, and he's gone on, thank thank God, and and you know he he's bounced back, but just stories, one stories, one stories, and. You know, they raised 126,000 euro, and that yeah. all goes towards the, the, the Matter Foundation. So, uh, yeah. to anyone out there that's listening who sponsors me, I really, really appreciate it, Joe. And that's, that goes to yourself, Joe. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Class, class. Well done. All right, boys. Talk to you next week. Take it easy. All right, lads. Here, lads. Take it easy. Right. Okay. After the break, folks, we'll have a chat to Michaela about uh, 
the women's side and a couple of good wins in the last few weeks. So we'll talk after the break. This is Kevin Campbell and you're listening to Chewing the Cud with the Irish Toffees. Come on, you blues. Welcome back, folks. Now we're going to have a chat to Michaela. Uh, a little bit of catch up on the women's side of things. Good afternoon, Michaela. Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm doing very, very well. Uh, kind of getting back on track a little bit now after like the kind of the poor defeat to Brighton, but uh, they got back on track then with a one one all draw home to Man United. Yeah, thankfully, um, back to getting points or at least trying to get points. Uh, in the WSL because we had a really tough start but yeah so we had United there the 14th of November uh, we drew one all um, it was a quite a poor opening half I'd have to say from an Everton point of view yeah well, I um, watched that yeah like for United's goal it was a great counter attack but again like poor from us at the back not really mm. sticking to markers that are coming into the box it's kind of a common thing I've been saying when talking about yeah, the defence seems defense. to be struggling a bit yeah, like it, it's a common thing. So mm. it definitely needs to be something that's worked on and just fixed up at the back, keeping it nice and tight. Um, there was an excellent true ball and a great finish from Alatoon. She always seems to be scoring against us, um, but unfortunately, <laughs> there was it's nothing just, the keeper could do. It's the same with the men's game. They just have these players that they haven't scored in months, but once they play Everton, just, yeah, bang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, just shortly after that, Emsley had a cracking shot that hit the crossbar and it was a great save but unfortunately it couldn't get us back level mm. and then I think in the second half we picked up and played an awful lot better then yeah yeah they just seemed to get into the game really didn't they yeah yeah like it's just a shame that it took that long but anyway we got the equaliser um, Simone Miguel uh, a great goal and yeah as I said a lot better in the second half um, there was poor communication at the back from United but great resilience shown from uh, Miguel who took the opportunity to score the goal from the United era and it was great to see like the determination that she had and the passion that she showed when she scored the goal it was just yeah amazing. she just went right in on the keeper as well like I know yeah. the, the, United, the United fans were screaming for, for a free out but uh, she just got there just ahead of the keeper so I don't think there was any sign of a free kicker yeah I'd agree with that mm-hmm. definitely um, and then before full time Toon had another effort um, just after we equalised but McIver made a great save and it stopped United from claiming the three points. Hopefully we'll continue to get results like this, especially with the new manager and everything. But um, I was talking to you about this the other day. It was announced that the next United and Everton game, uh, the women's game, will be in Old Trafford. Um, It's at the end of March next year and it'll be the first game in Old Trafford in front of fans, the first ever women's game, which is really cool. Brilliant, yeah, yeah. I wonder will that be the same as like I know the the, the first round of fixtures, all the women's games were at like the main stadiums if you want like Goodison, the Emirates, like uh, Stamford Bridge. That's so. So I wonder will that be the same that weekend? Yeah, it would be interesting to see because that's the only one that's kind of been announced so far. But mm. that would be really cool because I know mm. they had played in Old Trafford before, but it was um like when COVID was happening, so there was no fans. So this will be the first time in front of fans. Yeah, excellent, excellent. And that's the first point against like the big four, five, six, whatever you want to call it, that they've got ever. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's bad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like we we talked a few times about like like the hype going into the season, and I know it was mentioned on match of the day, like during that United game, the hype going into the season. Yeah. And they just they just for whatever reason 
haven't lived up to it. So yeah. maybe maybe this is this the kick on the you know starts from here. I know they're they're ninth or tenth now on the table, aren't they? So they're, they're kind of struggling yeah. a bit. Yeah, hopefully we can climb back up now and kick right back into the league. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they followed that up then with uh, another, like they beat Leicester in the Cup uh, a few weeks ago and they beat Leicester again in the league away. Yeah, so as you said, we we bet them 3-1. I think it was at just at the start of November in the Continental Cup. Mm. Um, so going into the game, I was feeling kind of confident that we'd get another win. Um, but yeah, again, Simone McGill, amazing player. Um, she scored in the 81st minute. She's actually been firing goals at the minute because um, I think she scored four today on international duty. Um, it's crazy. She's from yeah. Northern Ireland, so it was a great yeah. win for them. Something like 11 nil or something. Wow. Crazy. But um, yeah, for the goal in the Everton game, it was a great true ball from Benison and just an excellent finish. Kilcaman collected from Miguel. Um, so hopefully she can keep producing goals like that for us because it's just excellent. Yeah, yeah. So the new manager, is he kind of putting a stamp on the team now? Is it, is it, is it much different from the, the style of play Willie Cork played? Yeah, I, I have noticed a few different things and clearly what he's doing is working because we're getting the results. So mm. hopefully he can keep that up and I think the girls are kind of taking to him now, which is great to see. Yeah, yeah. Is it is it a settled team now or is he still kind of chopping and changing? Well, like obviously he'll be doing subs the whole time and taking people off mm. and on. Apart mm. from that, it's kind of sticking to the same, yeah. Yeah, 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 and Hannah Benson, like, kind of, she's starting to get, she's starting to kick in. It took her a, a kind of few few games to kind of get into the the yeah. speed of the, the speed of the English game, but like she's 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 kind of getting into it now, and she she's the new superstar. Yeah, I think when she got her first goal, that was kind of when the starting point for it, and she's just been mm. doing great ever since. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Like I said, long may continue. So uh, international break actually this week. I know yeah. Ireland play a couple of times uh, and then say return now week after next into this uh, Continental Cup uh, they play home to Durham. Yeah, it's in Waltonall Park uh, the 5th of December at 1pm. Okay, I don't know much about Durham. Are, are, are they like, would it be a top team or? Uh, not really. They're not in the WSL so okay. I would kind of hope for a win from us but we'll have to mm. see. You never know. Oh. Yeah, exactly. You never, you never know what Everton, yeah. <laughs> be it men or women. Yeah, exactly. Tell me about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Michaela, listen, thanks very much for today. And we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks after the international break. Yeah, no problem. See you then. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're interested in joining the Irish Toffee Supporters Club, just send an email to memberships at irish-toffees.com or visit our website www.irish-toffees.com. Up the toffees.